electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Sharon Epperson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. On this episode, you'll hear from Lindsay Bryan Podvin, a financial therapist specializing in the intersection between money and mental health. She's also the author of The Financial Anxiety Solution. CNBC Global Markets reporter Seema Modi spoke with Brian Podvin on April 11, 2023, as part of CNBC's Women and Wealth Summit. They spoke about how emotion, motivation, and cognitive bias impact financial decisions. I read your book, The Financial Anxiety Solution, and it's so interesting. As you point out, there's so much research and data analysis that shows that men and women approach money and financial decisions differently. But as you point out, it really starts when we're young. Isn't that right? It does. Yeah, research shows that by the time we're about eight years old, we have more or less decided what we think money is, and that really shapes our money mindset. And our money mindset, Seema, shapes everything about what we do with our money. It shapes what we think we're allowed to spend on, what we should save for, how we should invest. All of those money beliefs that we have are shaped when we are very young. And what's the advice then for parents out there who have small kids and want to make sure that they're raising women with that confidence that they can take bets and they can take risks as they grow up? One thing I would say is just to narrate what you're doing with your finances and with your money just the same way that you would teach them about anything else. Think the first time they help you mix up a batch of cookies. You simply narrate to them, now I'm cracking the eggs, now we're adding in some flour. And you want to do the same things with money so you normalize it and you make it a healthy, everyday part of your conversation. So when you go to the grocery store, you might just point out what types of things you're picking out off the shelf and why. And you you simply share with them when you go to check out that you are tapping your card and that it's tied to a bank and that the bank will pay the grocery store. So you just want to be narrating things with them when they are young. And as they get older, as you want to build in some financial confidence to them, we want to make sure that we don't make the mistakes that we're currently making when we raise boys and girls. Right now, the research continues to show that boys are told more about the importance of investing and the importance of entrepreneurship. Think of teaching a boy the importance of knocking on their neighbor's door and mowing their lawn versus what we tend to teach girls, which is the importance of saving, how to coupon, how to save on groceries, the importance of being frugal. So you can teach Mm. your girls as they start to get older some of the important things about entrepreneurship, about investing, to teach them to not be afraid of those things and to show them that it is within their wheelhouse and within their capacity to make meaning of their money and for money to be a normal part of their lives. Great advice. And as we dive into the psychology of investing, this is something I've experienced myself and I've seen this in other female executives across Wall Street but women tend to be harder on themselves let's explore why that is Lindsay and it seems to be that 
there needs to be a mindset shift in order to break this sort of fixation on, on being perfect. Yeah, we are trained from a very young age that it is important to be good, to be kind, to be quiet. And it's not that those aren't important qualities, they absolutely are, but we don't do a great job of teaching our girls the importance of resilience. That means making a mistake, making meaning of the mistake, and learning how to jump back up after falling down. So think about when you learn how to ride a bike, it's very normal to be tottering from side to side, to need training wheels. We need to think of our relationship with money much more like that. We don't wait to get on the bike until we know how to ride. In fact, that's not how it works. Rather, we get on the bike, we learn how to deal with those wobbles, and we learn how to move through it. When it comes to our relationship with money, we need to learn how to tolerate the mistakes that we might make. Rather than choosing the exact perfect investment, it's much better to get started and to learn as you go. And we need to be distilling those things into our girls and as we become older to start strengthening our resilience and start cheering each other on either personally or cheering our friends on when they make things that make mistakes that you know tend to happen it's such a great point it reminds me of a conversation I've had with a top consumer uh, giants a CEO a female CEO and she was sort of reflecting back on her career and at the age of 35 she was nowhere near the executive level and she thought gosh I don't even know if I can make it and then by 40 she was already in the c-suite and by 42 she was ceo and it goes to show that women tend to obsess a bit more on age and, and what they need to achieve at these certain sort of milestones more so than yeah. men yeah, there is some evidence that shows that there is such pressure on women to achieve things by a certain age. And, you know, the pressure is both internal and external. As Sharon was saying, we need to make sure that we're also advocating for fair leave policies, for affordable child care, for making sure there's diversity on in the boardrooms. Those things are also really important. And because women have maybe watched their mothers or their grandmothers fight up against different clocks, they might feel this pressure to hurry up and make it to the C-suite or make it to the executive level at a younger age. In your book, you talk about how one way women can be even more successful is embracing discomfort, which in my view is sort of like building a muscle, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. There is this myth that we should just feel good about everything all the time. And that again kind of goes along with this perfectionism. And it is a really harmful narrative to think that everything should just feel good all the time. What tends to happen is as we get closer to something that might make us a little bit uncomfortable, say learning how to invest or negotiating a raise, what we tend to do is we tend to get really close to that thing that causes discomfort. We go, oh my gosh, this feels really weird, and we back away and we don't approach it. Versus, how can I learn how to tolerate the sensations in my body? How can I learn how to reframe my thoughts so that I can tolerate this discomfort and persevere through it? It doesn't mean that you won't feel uncomfortable. You absolutely will, but what we tend to do is stop before we actually push through that discomfort and make it through to the other side. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. And can any woman who's right now watching uh, who wants to make these changes, can they do it on their own? Do they need a coach? Do they need to take a class? What's a, what's the best piece of advice there? They can do it on their own for sure. So one thing that I would recommend is noticing where you tend to feel the most discomfort when it comes to engaging with your money. So that literally looks like what does it feel like when I pay the bill when I'm out to dinner? What does it feel like when my paycheck hits my bank account? How do I feel in my body when I log into my retirement accounts? And noticing the feelings and the sensations that come up, you may find that you're pretty comfortable hanging out in the, the daily budgeting space, but when it comes to investing, you feel a little bit anxious or on edge. That's a good cue from your body that that's a space that you can go to to start cultivating some safety and some um, ways to feel better about it. Some quick tips from a therapist is to do the opposite of what your body is doing when you're feeling pretty uncomfortable. So typically when we get anxious, we start to take these really shallow breaths. We start to get a little bit sweaty or a little bit warm. So what you can can do is lovingly invite in some deeper breaths, maybe grab a glass of ice cold water, find some ways to slow down your breathing so that when you do something like sit down with your retirement account, you are learning how to reshape the way that you look at those things and telling your body that it's safe for me to be here and I deserve to be here and I'm able to look at it even if it makes me feel uncomfortable. And if after a few attempts you still feel really uncomfortable, you're not making progress, then of course it makes sense to reach out to a coach or a therapist or somebody like that to get some help. I love it. That this, uh, fix, this idea of mindfulness, right? Whether it's meditation, taking that cold glass of water, whatever it takes to sort of calm yourself down so you can think more strategically in that moment, whether it, whatever it may be. Let's talk about other tips uh, for women and on how to become better investors from your perspective. Yeah, one thing is that when we look at the data, women are better investors. They tend to buy and hold, which is what we tend to recommend when it comes to long-term portfolio growth. So one thing that I like to invite women to do is just to start small, maybe invest $500, $1,000, maybe sit down with HR and auto-enroll in something like your 401k or your 403b plan, and just start looking at those numbers. And what that helps us to do is to start building a healthier relationship with those numbers. Get used to the numbers going down and that arrow pointing red and also get used to those numbers going up. Don't get too caught up in the weeds of the day-to-days of the market. We know that it will fluctuate, but what we know is that when we zoom out over time, that trend tends to be going up and to the right and we tend to see better benefits over time. One thing that women are really skilled at is tapping into their emotions and also cultivating community. Looking at our emotions in a positive way and also finding other people to talk money with, particularly in our friend circle can be incredibly empowering and to help take away some of the shame and embarrassment that might come from feeling a little bit strange about starting investing or about not knowing what you're looking at. So to cultivate some community, lean on friends and say, hey, this might sound a little bit strange, but I'm getting ready to invest. Do you have any tips? Do you have a good advisor that you like? Do you have any books that I should read? Can always be really helpful. You touched on a point that I'd like to uh, dive deeper on, which is women tend, there's a stereotype that women tend to be a bit more emotional at work. How do you break that stereotype? Because 
because at the end of the day, there are a lot of big moments that can happen. You lose your job. Someone else gets a promotion. Those are moments that can um, you know, incite some type of emotional response. So how do you handle those moments with more care and thoughtfulness? This is where I would take a both and approach. Yes, it's important to find ways to dial down the intensity of our emotions in high pressure situations at work. And we also need to advocate that it's okay to have feelings. We are humans after all. And so advocating for more inclusive workspaces that include tolerating people's range of emotions. So long as you're not hurting anybody, it's okay to feel your feelings. But in the moment, sometimes I just like to tell myself, this is going to be a bathroom moment. You can come back to this later. You can come back to this in your car. I don't, I'm not a fan of saying don't feel that emotion. I'm much a I'm a much bigger fan of saying this might not be the minute to feel that emotion, but it, there is a safe space and a safe way for me to feel these emotions that might be a little bit more professional. And we th if we just wrap this up, when it comes to psychology of, of being a better executive in the workplace, the top advice for negotiating? The top advice for negotiating is get comfortable with silence. As a therapist, we're taught to wait three full breaths when we ask a, ask a question and don't get a response. That can be really helpful in negotiating too. It can feel like a really long time when you make that ask and your boss or your supervisor doesn't respond right away, pause, take three full deep breaths and then go ahead and say what you're going to say or let them fill the space for you. That was financial therapist Lindsay Brian Podvin. She joined us at CNBC's Women and Wealth Summit on April 11th, 2023. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. You can visit cnbcevents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. I'm Sharon Epperson. Thanks for listening. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.